The time has come to live your life to the fullest. It's time to embark on a new journey. A journey that leads to emotional growth and mental freedom. Welcome to The Art of Living with your host, Dave Clinton. Welcome to The Art of Living where we advocate for introspection while helping you break generational habits so you can grow. As always, I'm your host, Dave Clinton. So today we kind of get more into my early episode Monday surrounding the myth around pit bulls. Now, I've had a fear, but it was mostly surrounding my experiences. In this episode, I dig into that more with my friend Ben from The Art of Doing, and we dig deeper into the numbers, the analytics, what they mean, or if they're even true. So, take a listen. Hope you like it. If I describe a car to you, right, tell me what you think. So, I describe a white van with a two open French door open uh, doors that open in the back. And it's like, and there's carpet in the back of the the van. What do you think? What what comes to your mind? Which brings me to, right? Things that we're kind of like told or taught that might just be like urban legend or it might just be like, but you, I believe it. Anytime I see a van, I'm like, yeah, it looks like that dude got some candy in there. He's all about that life. But it's not true, which kind of made me. Of a missing puppy in there. Yep. Yeah. So it reminded me of the conversation I had with my boy Ramon. He was like, I was talking about, he's talking about getting a dog and he was like, Think about getting a pit. I was like, I want to get a pit. You got a family, bro. And then I thought about it because I did that myth Mondays on pits. I was like, what if I'm just equating this to some myth or something, some type of trauma that I kind of been through? And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I remember I got chased by a pit. And from that day on, I in in my environment, they kind of raised pits to be these like machines, like with chains on their necks, like pecs, traps and stuff. Like dogs just look like, I don't know, like they're on Roy's, like they're juicing with Caseco or something like. Yep, they're, they're biting car tires and <laughs> logs around the backyard. And... Logs around. Yep. There was one dude that would put a, a tennis ball in like a six foot fence, like climb the fence, stick it in, stick the tennis ball on the fence. This pit would climb straight up the fence take the friggin' ball and come back down. Really? I was like, why are you training? <laughs> what, what are you training this dog for? Like, what is this for? Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to kind of like touch on because it's, it's the things you kind of told and the things that I kind of like grew up thinking yeah. about pits, man. And where did this, where does this kind of come from? And a lot of the things that I kind of was told were the um, the vicious, and and I think the history. I, I guess I'll go back to the history. Like the history that I was told on them, or I read, was that they were bred as like big game hunting dogs first. Like so, if they would lure out a bear or something like that, because they are really good at going at the neck. Like those dogs were also great for hunting and that. So. 
I think that kind of created that. And then they went on to the fighting thing with them. People started fighting them. So they kind of got a bad rep from those two things. But a lot of the stuff that I've been reading from, even from like a place called, I think it was like, I don't get the name of it, right? It's like dogbites.com. So I think dogbites.com said that um, they were banned from Maryland. So Prince George of Maryland, I think he was like, I don't know if he's a government a governor or something. He banned pit bulls in 2006. And even up to like last year, they still can't really get pit bulls in there. I think the, like the Washington, Washington DC Humane Society has been trying to fight this law and um, some other dog alliance. But dogbite.com said that um, there's been over 200,000 uh, visits to the ER, and sixty-four percent of them have been pit bulls. Yep. So I kind of wanted to get your ideas on those type of things, like as far as like a place like DogBite.com might say that they have a lot of evidence that these animals are aggressive and they lead the DogBite.com. Yep. I guess uh, statistics by being the most dangerous dog, not by what they just say, but but by the, the numbers and the metrics that kind of support that. So I got a couple things on that, but I'll just start with the dogbites.com and the 64%. So I was really interested in statistical analysis in college. And my biggest takeaway from that was when you have a stat, you can't just look at the number. You have to look at all the inputs, who took the numbers, who did they interview, who are the respondents? What, you know, there's a million different things. So I would say that 64% of those bites, hospitalizations reported, how much of that is due to the prevalence of pit bulls being a very popular dog, mm. right? So if there's a thousand dogs and, and 990 of them are pit bulls, and the rest are every other dog. It doesn't matter if pit bulls are the most gentle dogs, they're gonna be the ones with the most dog bites, right? And pit bulls have been one of the most popular dogs for many years now. I remember back in the day, you can, you know, there's, there's dog breeds that are around and aren't around. But if you remember back when you were a kid, I bet you, you saw a lot of collies now you never see a collie and I bet you back in the day collies dog bite percent was way higher than it is now because there was that much more of them same with Doberman pincers you remember when Dobies were the biggest hottest dog Dobermans were the, the first ones that I were, heard the rumors that they're vicious and yep before that it was German shepherds after both of those, you remember Rottweilers were the, the, the biggest dog. Everybody had to have a vicious Rotty. And I'm sure Rottweiler bites were way up then. And then, so that's the first thing. I think the amount of pit bulls. And the second thing is kind of piggybacks on the amount of pit bulls. Because people were dog fighting so much, yeah. they were breeding pit bulls at an outrageous rate which put more pit bulls in shelters, which put more pit bulls on the street, more people had a litter of pit bulls that they were trying to sell. 
they were only keeping a couple to fight, so which put just more, you know, now we're just multiplying the amount of dogs that are out there because of the fighting. And then third factor is because they were fighting, the people that were breeding the fighting dogs were breeding the most vicious and the easiest to train to be mean and breeding the most diesel muscle on muscle dogs going, which fed the image of the guy that wanted a scary dog. Which dog was he going to choose? The $4,000 Doberman Pinscher or that muscle dog that his boy had down the street that he could get a puppy from for a hundred bucks. And then that puppy was not the family, you know, black lab that everybody has. That puppy's mom got killed <laughs> and his father was bred for fighting and et cetera, et cetera, for generations. So you know, the dog is, I, I, I don't like to put it on the dog, but the dog is going to be more prone to be an angry or vicious or attacking type of dog because of its genes. And the people that have them are more prone to foster that. Oh, another fear tactic in which they were saying that uh, the temperament of that dog is different than any other dog. It's inherently more aggressive based off of like just what the dog is just that's that's just the dog's dna like it's an aggressive dog which i'm reading dogbites.com and it's not like you're gonna hear like it wasn't no fluff pieces like on dogs that like cats like cute little pictures. It was just dogbites.com. So what do you expect when you look up dog bites? You're going there for dog bites. You're not going there for a fluff piece on Spike the Pit and, fluff yeah. and Mittens love each other. And they share uh, They share a dog bag. And they have an Instagram page. Like you're not going to dog bites for that. So, which led me to temperaments.com, which I didn't even know, like, and I wanted to show you that, so I might share my screen because I definitely wanted to get your thoughts on that because it plays into what you're saying. So I, I agree that it's definitely based on your environment. Like anything's based on your environment, like how the child's going to react. If there's a violent child, a nonviolent child, different traumas, like so many different things play into it. And I'm mad at myself because I never even thought about this. I just always believed those are bad dogs. Like that, I've seen it. I've seen it trying to bite me. So, yeah, it's a bad dog. You know. So, hold on. That's you have a Belgian. You're not buying it so you can train it to be vicious. <laughs> you have a Belgian because you got it off the bomb squad. And it's <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude. Like, what? Well, of course, that one's a good dog. He's been trained for. You know, day in and day out. Listen, Ben, I don't care what numbers you show me. What you just said is how I think now. Like, it just makes common sense. If you raise a dog in a fighting pit, that's what he does. <laughs> so you so you shock, he bit somebody, <laughs> he's trained to bite. He, that's what he does. He gets up, he's like, oh, shit, it's time to bite somebody. Right. If you have a pit bull that's 
raised in a fairly fluffy suburban area. He gets to go to Starbucks and drink out of the dog's water dish. He's going to be super um, docile and, and happy and go lucky because there's no stress. Like the body and, and animals are going to adapt to stress. Yep. So it's tough for me to be like, like you said, like even when I'm reading dog bites, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm like, okay, so what was the circumstance? Was the dog outside by himself? Was he scared? Did a stranger come up to him? Was that dog in the house? And then a, somebody broke in and he bit a burglar? Like, what are you, what are these bite statistics? Like, what are you using? Where do they pull those statistics from? Are they only pulling them from big cities? Are they pulling them all across the United States? Who's reporting? You know, did, where'd they get those numbers? You know, did they, is that worldwide? Is that just in Chicago? Why wouldn't you want to say that? Because that kind of plays segues into what I'm about to say is misunderstanding and fear is a dangerous recipe. And that's why we are where we are right now as a culture and as a different race, as a nation, because it's fear, it's the unknown. So that's what kind of drove me to the pit bull thing because I was like, damn, well, that goes on in races. Like, why wouldn't it go on for a dog? Like, why wouldn't a breed get blackballed or outlawed or misunderstood or misjudged? Thank you for listening to the Art of Living Show. Subscribe to this show to be the first to hear new episodes packed with inspiring stories from those who've overcome personal obstacles, fears, and judgment to live their life with emotional intelligence. As always, your fate is not determined by the prison of your mind. One.